And we are back, guys. We are live on the Nobody's Famous podcast. Today, we have a very exciting show for you with a very exciting topic, which we rarely tackle, which is football and sports. And I'm here with an amazing guest of mine, Nikita Haikin. It's an absolute pleasure uh, to have you on the show. Um, a goalkeeper from uh, FK Bordeaux Glimt, recently crowned champion. I'm uh, going to ask you straight ahead my, my first question. As a goalkeeper, um, how, how do you cope with the pressure, knowing that <laughs> you are the last line of defense if all your teammates fail to, to, to stop your opponents? The Nobody's Famous Podcast. Man, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's the hardest position, in my opinion, not just uh, physically, but psychologically. Um, you know, it, back in my country, we say goalkeeper is a half of the team. So I guess you can understand uh, under how much pressure I get every game. And uh, in the end of the day, I'm the one conceding. I'm the last man on the pitch. So as you can imagine, it is tough, man. But uh, I love it. Yeah, and I, I think uh, people, um, you know, consider always, you know, the fans even, they consider that uh, the, the goalie, the goalkeeper is like the second captain. You're the one looking at the, you can see everybody's position. You can see everybody uh, where, they're, where they're positioning on the field. Um, and I, I just can't imagine how much, you know, the, the, the pressure that you could be under and regardless what type of game that it is. Um, and, and, and that, that leads me to my, my uh, second question is, and in, this can be either football or even in your you know, uh, personal life, if you'd like to answer is, what do you think, what was your like most intimidating or stressful moment you faced as a goalkeeper? No, there are many. I think uh, the toughest moments is when you commit a mistake and uh, it's hard to psychologically to, you know, get over with it and continue playing because uh, the game is 90 minutes and uh, last year uh, we only had one loss in the season it was a phenomenal season and that loss was against Molde the runner-up team and uh, man I, I had uh, a nightmare I had a nightmare two goals uh, was my fault I apologize afterwards and uh, it's hard to move on it's hard to cope with it you know during the game because you kind of lose your focus but uh, that's the mental toughness you need to show during the game However, also what is important is to bounce back. Because once you bounce back, you know, uh, people, people will not just forget about it, but like uh, you grow in their eyes, you show your, uh, they have more respect for you. And uh, in the end of the day, it's a learning experience, man. Like any mistake you commit, I take it as a challenge and as a way to grow for me. So that game was definitely one of the biggest lessons last year for me is to keep moving forward and uh, wait for the bounce back. Yeah, it's very important you you say that. Um, given this this bounce back, it's such a it's such a very difficult thing for players to do, um, especially when you're in that moment, like um, you are within the heat of the moment with the game and the players, and and your teammates are counting on you uh, to still have your head in the game. And and I, I recently finished watching uh, Ted Lasso, which is uh, one of the uh, if, it's it's such show, an man. it's amazing wow. show and I I, I I loved it. It just made made me feel so good when watching it. And uh, one of the key like things I remember just relating to what you said is uh, how he would tell Obisanya uh, basically be a goldfish, mm -hmm. like just 
yeah. just forget. And I, I, I'm, I'm guessing that's part of, you know, the bounce back ideas. You need to just forget what happened and proceed. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You need to analyze what went wrong, learn from it, and move over, move forward. You know, and bounce back. Uh, so again, uh, in Ted Lasso, I also watched it. Amazing uh, TV series, man. I loved it. And uh, there are some nice quotes there. You know that I really related to football. They might sound funny to some people, and you know they might not take them as seriously. But um, there is a there are a lot of thoughts in behind what they say there. Mm -hmm. Really, that applies to us as a professional football player. It's like a goldfish. So you forget about your mistake, you learn from it, and you move forward. Um, last thing you want is uh, your emotions. You don't you don't want emotions uh, to come out in those situations. You want reaction. You want decisions. Yeah. You know, so that's important. And, yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. And 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 yeah, I will we'll get into football very soon. I, I just want to ask you some of these quick ones. Is um, did, how did you realize you had the talent for the game? Was it I mean, was it through you, you growing up through your childhood or is it part of your family, your heritage? They push you to do something like that. How, how did you discover it? Uh, man, I won't say talent. You know, until now, I'm still debating with my own self. Like, do I really have talent for it? Like, am I really that talented to play football? Or is it passion? Is it love? Like, I, until now, I'm 25 and I'm still asking myself the same question. Why? How? Like, why am I still here? Why am I playing? And uh, I think how I got to it is because I loved it, man. From the first uh, touch of the ball back in school, you know, I'm sure all the boys were in the same situation as I was. Uh, when you just start playing, you don't know how to play, but all the boys around you when you score the goal. And I wasn't a goal goalkeeper back then, you know, I was just an outfit player. And that feeling when you score and all your boys around you from school, you know, and you celebrate, it's an awesome feeling. And uh, yeah, you know, I just asked my dad, I was seven years old, I was like, dad, like, I really want to like uh, step up. Like I want to, properly like train after school like can you take me somewhere yeah and he took me to my first uh, ever club where I was I think for another six years so yeah man that was uh, I remember leaving after after school uh, we finished at two so 2.15 I would go to training so back then now you realize how much sacrifice you actually like uh, commit you know because when you're a kid you don't really realize how much less time you're spending on your studies and uh, I came to a conclusion that a professional sport uh, and uh, you have to commit. You, you, there is no balance. You cannot find balance. If you really want to make it, you need to commit. You need to put your full focus to it. Otherwise, it's just, uh, it's just a hobby. It becomes a hobby. It's not going to be anything serious, which is also fine. You know, like some people love hobbies. Like, I mean, many people, like I'm sure yourself play football, you know, every now and then Sunday or with the boys. It's also fun. But uh, I think that's when, when growing up as a kid, you need to realize, you know, the seriousness to get to it. It's, it's not that easy. You know, with the, some of the boys, uh, most of the guys I played with back then, you know, were, who was also trying to become a professional, no one made it really. Mm. So I'm one of the lucky ones, man. I'm blessed, you know, and uh, I cherish, I cherish where I am. I mean, this, you just, just your answer is just, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's shocking to me because... It was not like definitely not the answer I was expecting when you first started answering the fact that, and it's so humble and uh, like uh, cool to know that you can answer it this way that you actually, uh, and it's some of sometimes we talked about it previously on some of the shows about you not you know kind of feeling that you are really there like you're am I actually playing now in you know in the league am I am I you know, protecting this goal right now. And, and yeah. 
it's it's i think this is something that a lot of people feel these days and you know i had spoken about it in a previous show i actually didn't know what the name of that feeling was was called the the imposter syndrome i, I didn't know that this is what it was called and i just now we started you know discussing it on the show and discussing it with my friends and we even wrote uh, articles about it it just i think that you know that's all that it is that it's a feeling going back to you know being a goldfish it yeah. it can apply in the same moment i just find your answer so fascinating that you are you you are aware of 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 this fact but yet you still you know every day you can overcome it it's such a it's such a great thing and man, and uh, even now talking about it man like i get goosebumps you know because like i'm 25 years old you know and i'm like constantly thinking like my thought process you know I always ask myself questions like uh, uh why why me like um, how can i get better as well you know and like what's important as well is being present you know like that's when you actually like realize that wow i've accomplished something or this is where i am etc cetera, etc cetera. that's when you know more about yourself also as an individual i think that's important and uh, yeah that's that's why i am these days i think yeah and and i think we're gonna touch a bit on the sacrifice but to to kind of answer what you you know to what you just said the fact that you are here present it's part of the sacrifice that you made you literally just said you know the the boys that you were with playing at that time didn't make it well i mean part of that is because they didn't put the time in and as you challenged me you said maybe it's not even the talent it was just you know the hard work that you had to do and and i, I stand by that you know i stand by by what you said uh, on that on that regard so it's a lot of you know a lot of effort um I mean, do you do you play football video games? Do you play FIFA? I mean, I play FIFA. I like FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> you and, know, back, uh, growing up uh, in England, man, it's like you had to, as a boy, you had to play FIFA, man. It's like, it's always... Who always, are you? You know, do you play FIFA? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, your first question, do you play FIFA? Oh, who do you play with? Oh, we got to play. I'll kill you. You know, nice. like, oh, okay. It's on, it's on, you know. And, and, and I'm asking you this because... Um, and, and this question comes from my, my co-founder, um, he always has these um, interesting, uh, weird questions, and he, you know, in, in a video game, the, the the time is obviously it's sped up. You know, it's like oh, you're gonna play seven minute, ten minute game, and imagine like what if a real foot, a game of football was played that way with full teams on each side, and they played for like eight minutes, a half. Would you would you have a a different strategy? Would you follow oh, the same man. strategy yeah. like? Would it be no goals? What do you think? Wow, man, what a what a question! Honestly, wow, like I think it will be a chaos, honestly, <laughs> because for you to win, you have to go full attacking. You know, I think there will be some crazy tactics done there because uh, you have nothing to lose. The time is limited. You know, there is no patience to be added. And uh, wow, man, what a question! And uh, I think it will be interesting, honestly. Imagine like professional football players, like pro football players, and know, Manchester United, Manchester City put together eight minute half <laughs> oh my god man i swear the speed would be crazy you had to you had to otherwise it's no point you know to otherwise it would end up as a draw and mm. if you want to win man i think i think actually many teams would get uh, a chance for sure for sure yeah so, yeah what a question Shout it's, out it, to uh, yeah it, it, uh, alex, <laughs> alex always has these uh, uh weird and fun questions uh it, it, it's definitely cool and and uh, he has another one for you, which is, which is, um, Go on, bring it on. 
Yeah, is is um, you know some scenarios game of football sometimes it comes down to like penalty shootouts. You've been playing for ninety yeah. minutes, extra thirty minutes, and then finally you, you know you've gone through all of that, uh, and with how the games are played now, but barely any rest, and you have to save now direct undefended penalty shots on your goal. You know, uh, just again going back to being a goalkeeper. What describe? Can you describe what that feels like? Is that the worst case scenario or do you feel you're like you're in control? What, what's going through your mind at that point? Man, uh, to be honest, I've never been in that scenario for my professional career. I never went to extra time. I never went to a penalty shootouts. However, I can speak about penalties. Uh, penalties itself, man, it's a crazy duel between you and the penalty taker, you know, and uh, it's kind of, you also add some mind games and uh, you study the opponent like myself, you know, before every game you see their free, free kick takers, corner takers, um, and penalty takers, you know, who are the most likely that's going to shoot against you in case of that scenario. And uh, I came to a conclusion, man, that, like, as much as you study the guy, you know, and, like, his favorite corner can be right, you know, 10 out of 10, he shoots to the right. But it's, I think, I came to a conclusion that it's about how you feel at that present moment. It's about your um, inner self and intuition, you know, that comes out from you. And uh, in that moment, I think it's important to stay as focused as you can. And uh, I think that's the, to give you a best chance. Of course, uh, in, that, in that situation, unfortunately, you have less chance. Close range, the guy's going to shoot. He's a penalty taker for, no, not for a specific reason because he's good at it, you know. And uh, the chances are, of course, he has more advantage over you. But um, if you stay present in the moment and you bring that intuition with yourself, you know, in, 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 in your inner self, you can give your best uh, chance of saving it. So I think that's what's more important. That's what I came uh, after that season, after last year. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a tough thing, I think, to be in that position, you know, that you are in, especially, especially uh, for example, fans who might be watching at home. They will say, oh, it was an easy shot. It was an easy save. You could have done it. But they don't really understand the, as you said, maybe the mind games, or I actually didn't didn't uh, think of that part that you actually study maybe the players, you know, in, in advance to know who might be doing what. And you never know. That penalty kick taker knows that you may have studied him and will take another yeah. another side, you know? Yeah, for sure, you know. And uh, when you save it, it's a great feeling, you know, because, uh, yeah, it might look easy, but I think penalties are not easy, no matter how, how uh, easy it may look. Um, any shot that you can see on TV, you know, and go, you think, mm -hmm. oh, that was an easy shot. Oh, you should save it. Man, there is so much hard work behind that. You know, there is so much uh, work done technically and um, being present and being uh, in, the right, in the right position. So that's what people don't think about. But I don't blame them, you know, because like uh, they're obviously pundits or et cetera. They may, it, may, it does look easy, I agree. And we as a goalkeepers, we make many shots, many difficult shots look easy. But man, I guarantee you none of them are easy because... You can you can uh, let it in in split second. You won't even realize, you know, you're like, whoa, how did that happen, you know? And uh, then it's a whole different game. Then, wow, good luck. <laughs> it yeah. is tough, man. It is tough. I've been there. I've been there. Nice. I, I, it's, as you said, like sometimes pundits and, and all that, it's just, uh, it's a crazy world, honestly, to, to, see, yeah, that, sure, to see you jump that way and to make that save. What goes behind that? Yeah. Um, I would a bit a bit away from football now, Nikita. I want the audience to to know who you are, 
who is Nikita Haikin from, you know, uh, from a personal point of view. Uh, you were born in Israel, you were raised in Moscow, and you moved to London at the age of 14. This is what you, you wrote to me. And you have passports for each of those countries. Um, how was your, I want to say, your transition to playing uh, professional football affected by these, I, I would call them maybe different stages in your life. Like how did they affect your transition to professional football? It's a good question. You know, uh, I consider myself as an international athlete and there's actually a term for that, you know, uh, uh, being a player that travels internationally uh, for his career. And um, it ain't easy, it ain't easy. I think the main uh, problem is, is uh, adapting which country because uh, despite me holding those passports man I've played in Portugal as well I've played some time in Spain I've played some I've, I've been back to Russia England and uh, Norway now so Israel and uh, as you can imagine man each country has different uh, culture and different people and uh, in my opinion most important thing for a person in general when you immigrate or you go from one country to another is to settle down man. like find your community uh, understand the culture, get used to it, because it's not easy. You know, some people, they struggle, man. They, like, they get homesick, easy. And I've had that. I've been there as well, you know, but it comes with experience. And, uh, but still, I still go through the same stage all the time, and uh, eventually I settle down. So, uh, yeah, uh, answering your question, um, it is hard, but you get used to it, because <laughs> you love yeah. football. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I was going to say that, that I think, I think the, the, the love for football will overcome your the fear of moving somewhere and you you know you have the game to make you forget being homesick or to make you forget that this is okay uh, it's a tough time now it's just a transition phase you know onto what yeah. what the main goal is um yeah i think that what you said it perfectly that it's it should be settling down and and uh, do you think that um you know, obviously, with you being abroad, how does how does your family, what role do they play in your in your career, your professional career? How else do they support you when you're not on the pitch, for example? Yeah, I get massive support, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I didn't stay in Israel for too long. Uh, I think we came to a decision with my family that, you know, I need to be closer to home. I need to be more Central Europe. And uh, I saw my career going nowhere. And uh, Israel is quite far, you know, really, to be honest. And uh, yeah, I just made the decision. I wanted to be in Central Europe. That's like, I'm more, I'm more European minded, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, for me, it was much easier and uh, much easier to settle somewhere in Europe, like now in Norway, for example, uh, than in Israel. You know, it was actually tough for me. And I don't think I adapted 100% uh, until the last day I was there. Uh, I think also what is important and it is huge is to learn the language. Because uh, man, otherwise you first of all you don't understand them, you don't understand what they mean. You you, you start like you know uh, you start thinking they might be talking about you, for example, or they might be uh, talking trash, and uh, you want to know what they're talking about in general. Otherwise, you feel like you're left out. So uh, that definitely affected me in Israel and uh, many more things, man. It's like it is complicated. And uh, yeah, answering your question about my family, I think they saw me struggling a bit. They saw my career going a bit nowhere. And uh, I did my best, man. I did my best to stay in, in Europe, even though having offers back in Israel. And uh, man, I was a free agent for almost a year. 
literally almost a year, I was a free agent just because I wanted to be in Central Europe. I knew, I told myself I cannot go back there and I didn't. And I'm glad it happened, even though I was on the verge of, uh, you know, finishing, finishing with football, but it all paid off and then, so it was good. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a risk that you take and very much Central Europe is, I, I know, I, I would say is the beating heart of football. You know, obviously you have you have Brazil, Latin America as well, but you know the 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 way that that football has advanced in, in Central Europe is just is just insane, yeah. and 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 you being, I think, uh, the international player that you are adds to this this whole. You you are seeking you know those those opportunities, which is which is um, is is quite unique, you know, for someone to have, and and. Apart from, uh, uh, you know, when I, I'll get into more about the football, but apart from playing professionally, you, you said to me that you like to follow the crypto market. So, so yeah, well, wh- why is that? First question. And, and how are you holding up today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, man. I, uh, it, was, uh, it wasn't easy first time I heard about it. Uh, I think it was maybe four years ago. And uh, many people, actually guys from Israel, my friends uh, who were uh, into IT and technology and they've been working a lot on startups. There are many smart people there, man. Wow. Uh, and they just they just told me, man, why don't you like uh, buy some? It's a new thing. And back then it cost two and a half, I think 3,000. Yeah. Um, and I was very skeptical, you know, four years ago. And uh, I was... I was 21, man, and I didn't have any passive income from elsewhere apart from football. And I was like, you know what? Why not? You know, I think it's time. Why don't I try? Like, what do I lose? So, yeah, I bought a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, since then I've been following and uh, there were hard times with Bitcoin. And, uh, you know, I've been telling my friends from all over the world, guys, you got to have a look. You got to see it. And nobody believed, honestly, like I'd say 90% of people that I would tell about they would be, man, you must be crazy. Man, what is, what is, what it is, like, what is Bitcoin, you know? Man, look at stocks, you know, or like else, or look at real estate market. And I'll be like, yeah, guys, I understand, but this is the most, uh, um, this is the new thing. It's, it's popping. People, people are integrating it more and more, and it's going to be a future currency, future digital currency for us. You know, this is the future. You guys got to recognize it. And until now, they haven't bought it. would you believe that um the when you discovered this the same time as me same same thing four years Mm. ago and and i we have a similar uh kind of story as well and and as you said there have been hard times there have been ups and downs and uh you're you're absolutely right Uh, that that journey that you um that you had i have a very similar similar journey yeah. uh how yeah it's, it's quite similar but i think you know what's very important and how i can relate it somehow to training and to football is it's the same thing you know i was yeah. like i didn't know what i was doing four years ago i still don't but i'm you know, i'm much much better than i was before i mean i was oh, once i was in a like a, a supermarket and there was like a crypto magazine and that was around a year after I started investing. I just looked and I just scrolled through the magazine. I knew all the terms. I knew every, even though I was, you know, I've lost money, whatever. I was not, you know, I knew the terms. I, I at least expanded my brain somehow, you know, if it was oh, not my, my, my portfolio, you know. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, I, you know, what you said is, is true. 
what you said is true. Yeah, and uh, crypto is awesome, and I can talk about it a lot, you know, and uh, it has changed some of our lives, man. No, let's not, let's like, honestly, whoever invested back then, you know, they're good, they're good. And uh, straight away, I realized I cannot be a short-term uh, uh, investor because, man, I just physically don't have time to keep up with stocks. I don't have time to come up after training, you know, after being two hours uh three, four hours, you know, training and then come back and, you know, look at the stocks and all right, maybe I sell it now, maybe not, you know. I knew my weaknesses. <laughs> you got it, you got it. Otherwise, you, it's, it's over, man. Like, Jesus, you lose money. So I yeah. told myself, man, I got to believe it. I got to believe into it. And uh, I'm a long-term investor, so I'm good. You know, I didn't sell because I knew I'm going to believe. And the amount of times I'm sure he had the same, I wanted to sell it, man. Oh, my God. Man, it was crazy. And when you thought it was over and when people were saying, oh, Bitcoin, forget about it. Oh, what is it again? And, you know, they were hating. I just said, okay, man, like you guys just settle down. It will be fine. And uh, guess what? We're rolling, baby. <laughs> Indeed. <What's> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, I don't know when this time this show airs, what, what price it will be at. But, you know, yeah. um, I, I completely <laughs> the same feelings that you have felt. Uh, I may have failed in some of those moments, I tell you for sure. Um, but yeah, it's, this is exactly the case. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I... <clears throat> it, it yeah. is crazy. Um, you, uh, you sent me, uh, we can go back to crypto anytime you like, uh, yeah. but you sent me a, a photo of you reading. Now, I wasn't 100% sure what that was. I was trying to figure out whether it was like a, you know, a, something to do with sports just the news in general <laughs> or was it a book i couldn't i couldn't quite get it so if you could tell me what that was it, it was a menu from the restaurant oh really? <laughs> yeah 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 it's a nice picture because but <laughs> it might look like i'm reading something like you know very uh, valuable or very that's like, what i useful, thought but man, it was just a menu well in some sense it is useful you gotta study the menu itself bro for yourself wow. to have a good nutrition and uh, to eat right but uh, i do read man i read uh, not i wouldn't say a lot but i like to read uh, especially when i'm on the plane and when we're traveling you know just to kill some, uh, kill some time i hate you know those like uh, i don't like novels i don't like those love stories and uh, mm. um fictional stuff and uh, et cetera, et cetera. I like some things that are, um, we can relate to nowadays. I like things about politics, uh, also sports, you know, like uh, autobiographies mm -hmm. and uh, uh, like Sir Alex Ferguson, for example. And uh, I read it, it's awesome, I highly recommend. Even if you're not a sports related person, just to yeah. know how the best uh, manager ever uh, thought and uh, what his process was back then, because uh, it's just, it's breathtaking, man. Honestly, you learn a lot from that uh yeah so yeah I so like more it. about factual like factual things yeah i, I understand yeah, yeah. man there is almost everything honestly that book is is just amazing man not just about football related but how he dealt with players psychology on psychological level on personal level how he was brought up how he dealt with uh many defeats in his career because uh the man was in charge of ours uh, of manchester united for 20 years man or more and uh, yeah. he's won many, many trophies. I mean, on my opinion, and I don't think any person, even if you don't like Manchester United, you know, and you hate them, let's say, you have to understand that this man was, is the greatest manager of all time, you know, because how much he has achieved. And, uh, you know, I just highly recommend. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I remember the first moment I uh, I started supporting Manchester United. I was in my. Oh, you support Manchester United? 
yeah when i when i was into football they were my club they oh, were my okay. club it oh, was awesome. um, it was a it was a very funny moment i was um visiting my 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 relatives uh uh house and uh, w- you know we used to have the shared computer where everybody sits and they play video games and stuff and behind his computer he had posters of of Ryan Giggs Paul Scholes uh Ferdinand and i was looking at it and you know i'm sure you you have this feeling but for 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 a kid like a, a boy and you look at these players and you go like ah oh, yeah i want to be like them i want to support this team and i didn't know much about football so i think sometimes the first you know sometimes you look at it for the first yeah. time it intrigued me yeah, yeah it intrigued oh, sure. me and that's that's why that's, you support me. Yeah, yeah that's what got you in that's what lured you you know that's what got you on the hook for sure man I think uh, when you see those posters growing up, man. I mean, now you rarely see them, but anyway. now you rarely see and, them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now you rarely see them, but uh, when you grow up and you see them, you, you as you said, you want to be like them. They like automatically become. First of all, they look cool, and second of all, they automatically become your uh, role models. You know, whether you like it or not, you just and especially when you're never football-related guy or you never thought about football, automatically now mm. you support this team as well. You know, like that's yeah. how they that's how they recruit fans. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> yeah so that's that's why um I mean that's why I uh, I relate to what you said about Sir Alex Ferguson's book uh, because I do understand you know uh, what you meant by the mentality so so for anyone who's listening that was that's kind of like the spark or the moment when somebody looks at these posters you know similar to whether it's music or uh yeah, yeah. movies any type of thing it's the same kind of draw and effect and yeah now it's yeah. just fut cards i guess on fifa so <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Goal <time>. um, yeah <laughs> um uh, nikita i want to ask you uh, before we get into uh bodo and and the league and everything i want to ask you uh, apart from football and apart from like crypto are there any other hobbies that your fans maybe they don't know about oh uh, man i like politics do? uh i don't know why but i just you know it's hard to explain why but uh, I just uh, I start following politics a lot and political situation in Russia a lot. Uh, I just cannot be quiet, really, you know, about many things. And uh, I mean, there are problems across, uh, all over the world. But uh, when it comes to your own country, you know, you just like automatically want to uh, have something to say. And uh, it's a shame that uh, many people back in Russia, for example, they are afraid still to express their opinions. Uh, I think it comes like why I want to express what I think about like uh, political situations and uh, any situation in general that's happening inside my country um, is that I'm European minded, you know, I'm European minded, simple. Uh, I think freedom of speech is huge, huge and important, you know, and unfortunately what we see these days in many countries, they're trying to control it, man, they're trying to shut many people down but uh, guess what there is internet now there is uh, you know social media and things get passed so fast man like whatever happens people already know you don't know but you don't know but people already know mm-hmm. they're aware so uh, you know i cannot stay quiet and uh, might you know sound dangerous that you know wow it's russia and you speak and like yeah it is like i i, I won't i'm not gonna lie sometimes i'm actually afraid of saying some things and um but guess what? I think freedom is the most important thing in a human's life. Some guys that I know, they also support me. But whenever I speak about politics and like, you know, there were some interviews, uh, an interview, the latest one I did with this Russian guy. 
he was looking for it, you know, and I knew he was looking for it. I knew he wanted to make a statement. I knew he wanted to say, oh, the, he, Nikita said this and that, mm. and he supports mm. the opposition leader and he's a um, liberal Democrat, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but guess what? I, I don't care and I don't, yeah, I don't care uh, um, about the consequences. I don't, because I think for a human being, as again, freedom is the most important thing and you guys are not, you guys are not purely free. If you cannot uh, express your feelings, I mean, man, like, come on. Yeah, it's a, it's a, so, yeah. it's definitely a very very, uh, I want to say like touchy subject and and um, yeah, your your no, yeah, you know you know like personal sure. feelings they come up and uh, you know you know we can we can obviously talk all day about it but you know the the freedom part is yeah. is definitely uh, you know yeah. a, a tough part oh, for yeah. everyone. Um, and Nikita, I wanna I wanna get into into your current club and and um, you know how 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 it feels like there uh, to paint a picture of you know of Bodo. So t- tell me uh, tell me a bit about about it. The place itself. The place itself. Tell me a bit about Bodo. How does it you know? Man, it's a unique place. Ali, it's a very very unique place uh, because first and foremost. You see northern lights here. <laughs> where else can you see northern lights, man? <laughs> you know, where else can you see this stuff? I don't think anywhere else uh, in Central Europe you gotta be uh, uh, really northern in any northern part. Either it's Canada or there are some parts in Russia. I think is where we can view mm-hmm. it. Uh, so yeah, that's the first thing that I heard about it coming here. It's like, man, you gotta see the northern lights. People travel here from China, from all parts of the world, just to witness it. And uh, first year, I didn't see it, <laughs> but I tried. I downloaded an app, you know, uh, that told me, yeah, th- today is most likely you're going to see it. I bloody went to this mountain. Man, one o'clock in the morning. I have training next morning as well. I don't see anything. Man, I gave up 30 minutes. And then my neighbor sent me a, a, a picture how he saw it by, by being in his house. And I live next to him. I'm like, how? Like, what? like you know, it's just it was unlucky, basically. But anyway, I saw it this uh, last year and this year, and uh, man, it's just fascinating. It's just like you stand there and you think, man, like, what is this? What is that? What is actually happening? Like, and uh, it's a scenery. Like, uh, I-, I was speechless when I saw it, you know, and it's dancing and it's changing colors, green, blue, purple, just, just magnificent, man. But yeah, one of the things you have to witness when you come here. Um, 60,000 people living here, so small town. Now, man, I realize how small it is because wherever I go, people see me, they look at me, man, it's even like, I get anxious, man, Jesus. And you know, Norwegian people, they are a bit like, they are a bit, uh, they're a bit cautious, you know? So Mm -hmm. like, uh, yeah, they recognize you, but they won't approach you to take a picture, for example, only some kids, you know, but like, uh, mostly they will look, oh my God, like as if you're not, as if you're someone like inhuman, man, as if you came from a different planet, they like look at you, they observe you, but they take snaps secretly as well. And uh, yeah, it was a bit annoying in the beginning, especially when we won the championship, man. I'm not going to lie, I was really annoyed because uh, wherever I would go, people would look and they would see what I'm doing. But then I came to a conclusion that, man, it's a part of my job. You know, I just have to get on with it. And like, uh, I should be grateful because like uh, people recognize me, you know, they, they recognize my work. They recognize me for doing something good for the city. Uh, so yeah, it's a small town. And um yeah, man, it's a scenery here. So many mountains, and I start fishing here as well. 
I don't know what else, man. It's just, it's, it's, it's a great place, but it's boring. <laughs> it is boring, man. I'm not going to lie. It is boring for me because, um, especially with COVID, man, I'm just here. I don't, I'm only allowed to go to training, uh, stadium, train, go home. I'm not really allowed to integrate with other people seen publicly. Uh, I have to wear masks, even though the situation where I am is quite cool. Mm-hmm. So it is hard, man. I'm not going to lie. And, uh, Seeing same places, and I can imagine, you know, I lived in London, which is like the capital of the world, you can call it, honestly, uh, especially business uh, when it comes to business. Yeah. Uh, and now I moved here, where there's sixty thousand people, and it's like it's like you're squashed, you know. You're like, wow, that's different. And when you go to London, you're like, whoa, that's huge. You know, I'm free again. You know, like, wow. So the size, the recognition of the size, you know, of the place and uh, how people are is different. Yeah, actually, that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to ask you that question is because it's uh, such a small town. It, it leads into so many other questions that I have for you, yeah. especially the fact that um, I, I completely understand what you meant when people might see you and you know they might not want to approach you. I completely understand yeah. this because um, people have a respect for space and the kids yeah. don't think the same way. The kids go like... Yeah. This is my hero. I need to, you know, they, they don't yeah. think it's, they don't think in now or never. They just think now, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly, uh, exactly. They just and think they now. Hesitate. Exactly. Yeah. And and I watched the uh, Sunderland Till I Die documentary, which which I loved, by the way. I watched it. Uh, Amazing. It's, it's very nice. I loved it. And there was, um, I can't remember if it was the first or the second season, but there was a scene where they, they had... Um, the players sit with the fans in like one of the pubs and they would talk about, yeah. you know, the club, where it was going, the strategy and stuff. D- you, did you ever experience the same with your fans? Do you do that? Or was that just something in the documentary that they did? No, you do that, you know, especially here because there are many investors in the club. There's no an individual owner that uh, the club belongs to. It's owned by many investors combined. So before uh, every season, I mean, the first season, because COVID obviously happened yeah. and uh, we, we weren't we were unable to do it. We did it online the second season. But the first season, I remember they gathered the whole team. We had to wear the full kits. So the sponsors, investors, you know, many, many, many people, maybe around 100 people were invited to the gathering. And yeah, they would introduce you and uh, they would ask you a few questions uh, uh, especially being a new kid on the block, man, it was a bit nerve-wracking because uh, they don't know anything about you and they just want yeah. to know who have we signed. And then here you go. Uh, so yeah, we do that uh, quite often. And um, also, I think it's also related, we don't feel like we're someone else. I think here in Norway, especially in Scandinavia, but mm. in Norway particularly, you are on the same line. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a football player. They don't, they don't lift you up. It's like for them, okay, you're a football player. Oh, good. Well done. I'm a businessman, I work in a bank, or I, I work in a hospital. It's the same, you know, like, for, so you don't actually, you're not unique, unfortunately. Like in any other place there would be, for example, England, oh, you play football, oh, for whom? Wow, 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 you automatically want to, like, befriend the person. But here it's like, okay, that's cool, nice, you know, so they're very calm about it. Yeah, that's... Uh... I have so many questions about that, by the way, <laughs> but I'm going to try to stick to, I'm going to try to stick to what I have is because I find that, uh, you know, especially you've lived elsewhere and that contrast, it's, it's huge because even with the fans, it's different. You know, the, the fans, maybe they, they in Norway are, as we said, maybe less, 
you know they 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 understand the you know what the player is going through they understand you know this is a player they understand the professionalism of it whereas you know i work in events um and we work with artists and there are many moments where maybe a friend or somebody has told me oh why didn't you take a picture with that that artist oh why didn't you take a picture with that artist and you know i've i've worked with with uh, with uh, some you know uh, high high artists and it's just you know if you're a professional working in the field yeah. it's it's difficult if you get invited to do so maybe yeah. but as yeah. part of being on the job you know it's part of that thing so oh, yeah. i understand the professionalism and where the thinking comes from and yeah, and do you think the you know the 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 fans in in bordeaux do you think that they you know i would if i was a fan i'm probably act the same way but do you think that they are on either side of the spectrum so for example you know uh, oh great you won the league they love you but if you if you lose they hate you is it is it something like that uh, or are man, they are they i haven't experienced it yet i haven't experienced losing yet to be fair like badly losing you know mm. uh, because first season i came we finished second last year we won the league we destroyed the league let's be honest and uh, even like last year second place it was good you know you recognize support but when you win something like that for the first time in history man it's a whole new level and a whole new vibe and uh, that's when that's when i realized uh, like when we won it the day we won it uh, for me it was like a normal day honestly like i was mm. a bit uh, let's be honest a bit hangover uh, because we're flying the next morning man <laughs> and like uh you know we were flying to to back to buddha from oslo that's uh where the game was uh was played and um, first uh, i can come back to it but uh, to the thing that happened on the plane which is amazing but what happened in the city you know was just amazing what it meant to people you know when you're there there is a double bus uh, waiting for you. you the whole team goes in it you go uh, they drive you through the whole town uh, towards the town hall to speak to the mayor and uh, man for the when you see thousands of people you know like out of 60,000 i don't know maybe at least 10 or 15 was out on the streets wow yeah it was a lot it was a lot really i mean it was special and when you saw what what your sacrifice what your effort like made that made people feel like that's that's priceless man that's that's when i was happy really um because football is football you know like for me uh, but uh, who you are as a person and what you bring to to the community that's most important for me like i don't know that's what uh, i realized by winning that league this is i think you know your realization of that and 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 you know you 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 understand that with the fans i think i mean you're going to be a great you know you're going to be a, you are already but you will become a great role model man for 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 people it just um you know i i also worked a bit in the football field here in the uae and um you're right you know the kids look up to the players the kids really care so much about you know the role and because they don't see they don't see like the colors of the team they see that that yeah they just see the player and what they're doing and oh wow he plays amazing oh wow i want to be like him they don't see whether you're you know fk bodo glint or you know uh, manchester yeah. united or arsenal they don't see these types of things and and no. um it's such an important thing to and, and and you know you actually you know got a tear to my eye when you were mentioning how that these these um you know these people came out and they see the the sacrifice that you make 
and I do understand, you know, what you mean by that feeling that um, you get, you're, you're there and apart from the excitement and the celebration and everything, but that these people like finally they, they, um, they care, they recognize your, your work. And that's a great feeling that is quite unique. I, I, I only ask the question to know about if you ever had faced the negative side, you know, what, what would that be like? Apart from the hate, maybe there is yeah. constructive feedback, that kind yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah, sorry, by the way, that I got dragged away because uh, I thought that was important also, but uh, I haven't experienced it yet. But I think in general, people here, they're very calm and they understand, as mm. you said, they know that uh, you're also a human being. Yeah, you are a football player, but you go home and you're a normal guy again. So like you go family, etc girlfriends and etc like you're a normal guy so you are allowed to make a mistake so uh, for many people when i made those mistakes against Molde in that game i felt so bad man because where i came from you know they would they would tear you apart man like, mm. really they would be really harsh on you where here i got so much support man and like i felt like apologizing for that for that mistake and i have apologized on twitter and i never used twitter you know like i just you know thought why not Man, I got so much feedback, you know, I got so many messages. I think it reached like 40,000 people and or something wow. like that, which was, I never posted things, you know, I was like, whoa, what's going on? Because people start reposting and I realized how the whole Twitter gang works, you know? So, uh, man, there were people like famous Norwegian people, they were commenting on it as well that I wasn't aware of. Like, and most of them were positive messages, you know, really, like really positive. So, um, yeah. As I said, uh, people that are calm here about it, man, they understand that uh, you're a human being. Yeah, I, that's, I think they realize, you know, when you, once you own a mistake, how, how hard it can be to do that. Uh, yeah. But, you know, fans like those make, make those moments easier. And yeah, uh, sure. as you said, you know, at the end, you're a human being. And that, that perfectly leads <laughs> to my next question, which is, you know, you sent me a, you sent me a link about the transfer market. Yeah. Uh, you know the your value, and I was looking at the graph how the how the graph increased. You know <laughs> now now I I understand like you know as as a previous football fan as you know uh, a football fan I do understand the you know the the meaning behind that. But for example, uh, maybe other people non fans or not not football fans they might look at it and say, or how do you think maybe even from a player's perspe perspective you know. <laughs> you see your value rise, it, it decreases, like, don't you think sometimes it can be a bit of a negative thing for, let's say, up-and-coming players? Uh, yeah. It's stressful, they see their value deteriorate. I mean, you're a human being, right? And you're being valued by... What do you think about that? Yeah, great question, man. I think... Uh, I haven't experienced yet, but uh, I'm sure one day it will go down, you know? Uh, right now I'm on the rise, but whenever there is a rise, there is always going to be a fall down. So we all know that uh, in life in general, nothing is perfect. So once that happens, especially for young players, it's hard to cope, I think. Mm. You're like you start automatically thinking, wow, I'm bad, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, for me, it was never like, uh, like uh, I would never keep track of it, but I wanted people to recognize my work. You know, I wanted them to know that, you know, I've done so much to, to cost whatever. And it's still significant, uh, like significantly low to be fair. Uh, but when you look how much I cost two years ago, yeah. which was, if I'm correct, 180, and then now I cost 600,000, uh, I mean, that's the results right there. And more, more to it, I realized 
that man i'm a product as well like this price is how much who i am as an athlete as a football player that's how much they they rate me as at the moment so how to increase that how can i take that next step how can my value go even higher so the recognition is more and that's when you start you know paying more attention to like uh, investments so i took myself as a as a not a product but uh, you can call it a product that i could i could uh, improve yeah and uh, man i start buying before i would never take it uh, you know seriously but i start buying things and invest and and take them as an investment like certain things for recovery certain apps on the phone uh, yeah so yeah i just wanted to uh, add something more to that product being myself you know and uh, when you recognize that uh, uh, that they value as who you are that's when you want that's what that's when you understand the concept so yeah yeah it's i think it's great advice for 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 young players is that if you um you invest in yourself whether it's through the training or through the community your relationships with the players uh you know it's not only that's on the pitch it's a great a great point you made actually it's it's because you will encompass a you know it's part of the personality i understand like the transfer market like i understand why there is um yeah i just wanted to give a perspective for for maybe a a person a normal person who might not know how 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 it looks like um and uh talking about investing in yourself i just want to know what does a day look like for you like as a goalkeeper like training how do you prepare for a match? What does a regular day look like for you? Every day is different, but like my day now, as I wake up around seven forty-five, I have. A, do you want it like detail, detail? I mean, it's up to you. Like you don't have to go up to you. <laughs> uh, I open my eyes. I look at my iPhone. <laughs> go on Instagram, scroll some stories and stuff. Uh, but yeah, honestly speaking, I just, I'll try to keep it short. I wake up, I uh, brush my teeth, etc. meditate, have sm- something small to bite. Uh, around eight o'clock, I wake up. Nine o'clock, I have breakfast at the stadium. So I, I go, I get to the stadium, which is really close, man. Like by car, it's uh, three minutes, literally so close. And uh, you get your breakfast in. 10 o'clock is when the meeting, meeting, and then after the meeting, meeting is about 10 minutes, and then training begins. So from 9 to 10, you get ready, you do your stuff, you know, some like, uh, you use physio, etc., and uh, you prepare for training. Yeah, like, I go to the gym myself, home roll, etc., because, uh, you know, you have to take care of everybody. As you older you get, you got to put more attention to it, man, because uh, they, the yeah. chance of injury is increasing, you know, every year. So, yeah, then the training would do, depending on the day, uh, obviously, as a goalkeeper, being goalkeepers, we have different training completely, man. Like, we have a personal goalkeeping coach uh, that we work with, and uh, uh, we work with him until the team needs us to integrate with uh, for each or any other exercise. Yeah, so that being done, uh, we go in. Uh, to, again, depending on the day, I will do my strength session. It's either straight after, but I came to also to a conclusion that for me, person is better to eat first take a small break, 30 minutes, and then I'll go do my strength. Uh, so yeah, to be fair, uh, this is it. Like, uh, I try to spend as much time as possible because first and foremost, I'm single. <laughs> no one's waiting for me back home. No kids, no wife, you know, so I just, and I'm in the town, which is 60,000 people. So where can I go as well, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong, there are places to go, but man, like, <laughs> I'm trying to be like as loyal as possible to the club because uh, uh, there is no... 
there's nothing that would distract me from my from my goal and that is good you know as much as it's it's funny man you focus so much yeah. you don't want to go like you put extra extra work in you recover ice bath etc depending on the day again i'd have to say i'll be uh my some people might say i'm arrogant but i am the last person to leave maybe because i'm changing too slow but no but honestly like i just have nowhere to go man like i don't have no rush so um that being said, yeah, man, this is my day would look like. And uh, yeah, I'll get home. Usually I'll sleep again. I'll sleep for an hour. Uh, so like siesta. And uh, that will help me a lot to reboost, man, to like recover. It's so nice, man. Wow. <laughs> Especially after you. That's like, the U- European on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I love it. it. It has to be done, man. It has to be done. Even LeBron James does it. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, and then I'll eat, make some food. Dinner I have home. So yeah, and then I'm just chill. I just chill, honestly. I just spend time here. Sometimes we'll go for dinner with the boys, but uh, or after training we'll go drink some coffee mm-hmm. and uh, play cards. You know, just some like just some activities, but nothing crazy. Especially with COVID, you know, it's hard. Many restrictions in place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it. I love it. I mean, it's it's you know the part about um, talking about how you're not distracted. I mean, this is I mean this is kind of the time, and you realize that. Uh, you know yourself yeah. you realize this is the time to to this is the, the you know the building blocks the foundation for your next kind of springboard and exactly. uh, you're you know yeah. what you're doing yeah. is, is even yes. for people who are working they do the same same thing you know they 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 know yeah. they have to put That's their head down right. and the hard work yeah, yeah. um I, I found something interesting about the club about the fans actually uh do you yeah. know about the toothbrushes but now I know. <laughs> I never knew, man. I never knew. And when I came here, I thought, man, they must be weird as hell. I was thinking, what is this? You know, in general, in Norway, you see some things you've never seen before, man. You're like, wow, this grown man with a toothbrush. What is going on? What's the meaning behind this all? And yeah, and actually, I found out only after someone else asked me in one of the interviews. And I, I was... I was uh, I was uh, stunned. I didn't know what to say. I was like, "Wow, I never actually thought about it." So yeah, now I know. I mean, do you know? I mean, I I I did like a very quick research on this, and I I Ooh. just I found like um, which somebody says is how it started. I don't know if it's true. Maybe you can confirm it. <laughs> but Ooh. but it's like um, there was one of the a uh, longtime supporter. His name Torger Grubstad. He he wrote to to some of the people at one of the games. One of the supporters, uh, Finn Jakobsen, basically he had a he toothbrush yeah. uh, out of his pocket. He took it out and he started yeah. conducting the 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 fans who were singing, mm. and and that's how it became. And it was a small yellow toothbrush, uh, yeah. and then from there um, they wanted to work with somebody to build a, a bigger one, and thus you know that's how it. It became it was yeah. part of a just a random thing yeah i also heard that uh, version because there are a few oh, <laughs> wow okay man yeah. apparently there are a few you know because i asked some of the legends of the club and when i asked them they didn't even know wow. <laughs> man i was shocked they didn't know like uh, they were like yeah uh, there are a few versions but i think the first one this one that you just mentioned is uh, the closest one being true and also uh when the way fans would travel the only thing they will take with them is a toothbrush, you know, and like uh, also that, that that's also related to, to the toothbrush uh, oh, icon, okay. you know. So, yeah, but I think the, this version is there are also a few more, but this one, I think, is the closest one to being to the, the right truth. one. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, hey, maybe maybe good. it's uh, maybe it's nice that we don't know the exact the exact yeah. truth, and you can, you know, uh, tell the story how you like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, uh, I want to talk a little bit about your relationship with the other players. Um, you know how is you know as also being as a goalkeeper. And you know when I when I sometimes play football when I played when I was uh, I was uh, younger, usually the goalkeeper to me at least is it's like the I know I mentioned at the beginning of the show but also in another way the the goalkeeper is like the beacon of, of you know like the anchor for the team. Um, how's your relationship like with the players and even maybe you can talk about the negative side like when you guys are maybe facing like a tough situation maybe with more than you know like how do you guys get through that? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, for sure. I stand by that. You know, I agree. You know, uh, about goalkeepers being uh, that anchor, that uh, you know, that uh, big locomotive in front, and that leads uh, leads the rest of the team because uh, it's a different position, man. We do different things, and uh, every save would give you conf- uh, would would give confidence to the team, and you kind of uh, uh, you, you're not left out, but you you have different responsibilities first and foremost. Uh, so that's why people recognize you. As being someone special, also, because you use your hands, you have to save the ball, you don't yeah. run as much, and etc. etc. You don't score goals, uh, so yeah, people respect that. And I think we rarely these days see many goal transfers goalkeeper uh, for, for goalkeepers because many clubs don't want to lose their goalkeeper because they know how hard it is to find the right one, you know, and to, uh, for him to settle in and to build upon. You know, um, in that sense, many people these days, they don't appreciate goalkeepers, you know, they don't respect that, uh, do not respect us as much as they should. Uh, I have great relationship with the guys, you know, uh, being, uh, as you know, I played in many countries. So for me to, if your person is nice to me, I'm nice to him. And I'm trying now as I'm getting bigger, I'm also trying to be a leader by example for the younger boys, you know, uh, because I don't want them to make mistakes that I've made, you know, and I've made a lot, man. <laughs> I've made so many. And uh, they, they, they might think, you know, oh, I'm, I'm rude or I'm not rude or I'm angry. Or in, in, but in general, I'm just trying to help. You know, sometimes there is misunderstanding, I think. But uh, with Norwegian guys, it's easy, you know, to find a way because they are um, they're just cool. Man. They're cool. They're not, uh, there's not so much ego in them. Uh, they're not uh, as loud or as crazy as... Uh, any other, um, you know, like, for example, to, c- compared to Israelis, you know, Israelis are completely different, you know. Uh, so Israelis are really loud. They're really funny, man. They're really nice to hang out with, you know, like, uh, honestly. And Norwegians are completely the opposite. They're more calm. They're more steady. Also fun to speak with and crack jokes. But uh, sometimes you need to, like, uh, you need to be the one, you know, getting the joke. So they're not used to someone like me, you know, like, for example, talking a lot. or to. But that's important because... You set the tone and the atmosphere in the changing room. And this is crucial, man. It is crucial. And as you said, like, how do we bounce back from losses? And uh, part of it being the atmosphere in the changing room after after a defeat. I wanted to ask that, yeah. Yeah. So, again, uh, we didn't face so many. Uh, The one against... uh, We had bad performances, but we still managed to win. Uh, We had some serious talks uh, because at one point in the league we felt maybe in the comfort, uh, too comfortable. And, you know, Mm. uh, people have... Each each person will have their own opinion. So you also have to understand where they're coming from. And, uh, I mean, uh, not to get angry at some opinions that, for example, an Norwegian player or a Danish player would say because 
I know their mentality, you know, I know how they look at things, but I also know how I look at things because, you know, I've played elsewhere and many of them haven't, you know, and mm. uh, there are two sides of the coin in that sense. What here is normal, uh, where I played or in Europe or whatever is different. So you need to also recognize that. So sometimes, you know, for example, I would, uh, I would scream, you know, or like, uh, which here is, is unusual, unusual. So yeah, you need to find the balance, you know, when to use it properly and when not. And so people need to hear you out. Yeah, you, I think you, you're, you know, now based on what you said, it's you, you are very much in that pressure position. And we are similar, I think, uh, even with my work, my career, you reach a point where, you know, what you said about how seeing the younger players, they might do mistakes, or you don't want them to be in that bad position. Yeah. I'm the same, so I can relate to you. I literally am the same. You know, when I yeah. first started out, I um, didn't have much of a mentor, mentorship or anyone to take, take care of me. And where I am now, when I look back or I look at somebody and I see them in the same position, it makes me feel bad and I feel hurt. Even if I just sit down with them for one chat and tell them, this yeah. is what the company's like, this is what you, yeah. you can do, this is how you should expect these things, it can change their their uh, perspective yeah. similar yeah. to to what you're going through plus i think you give you know being an international player you can bring the i want to say the assertiveness that maybe norwegians don't they, they don't have maybe or they yeah. they have but not as outspoken you know so i think this is yeah. it's a good balance but but um, where you're coming from is, and, is the right approach and that's a that's a beauty of it man honestly that's what builds a good good team uh, not to be one-minded, you know, yeah. but to have a few a few ways, you know, and uh, to see different sides of how it can be. But there's always should be a balance, as I said, you know. And uh, coming back to the uh, to the young boys, you know, if I can make one of them, you know, learn or uh, you know, if I help someone uh, reach their goals, or you know, not even related to football, but in life general, you know, man, that would make me a lot happy, you know, really. It, it, it makes me a lot like I, I genuinely mean it like it makes me happy man like I love helping this guys because no one helped me back then mm. you know nobody like uh, I had to kind of uh, and you know when I nev never understood some people when I was growing up they would say uh, you have to learn from others mistakes man I find it super super hard extremely difficult to learn from others mistakes because first of all you just have to experience it you just have to experience it. Not, like, it's hard to recognize the mistakes that someone else has committed. And uh, when people say that, you know, it's just, it's hard to relate. It's hard to understand why. I think you have to go through them. But if there is someone there that's going to tell you, man, like, this is not right, you know, you got to step in, you know, then, then yeah, then, you, then you're lucky as well. Because there are not so many guys that are going, they're willing to do that and advise you and, uh, you know, spend their time. And, like, they're spending their own time and their own knowledge to advise you man like uh, not, not even in football like in business like uh, for example there are not many people they want to help they actually want you to fail like it's a fact and uh, especially when you work in big corp uh, corporations and uh, business companies where uh, myself man I, I want to help because we're in the same boat you know especially right now we have a huge season ahead of us we won the league Champions League qualifications yeah. coming up man I don't want to fail man I don't want to fail I want us all to take that next step I will, including the young boys, because uh, whether we like it or not, they're the future. We're the present right now, you know, but they, these guys are going to lead the team one day. 
So you gotta, you have to. Uh, otherwise, uh, it's not worth it. Look, your outlook is, it's 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 great, and the way you think about it, I would just say that you know, not not many people think the same way that you do, and and it's definitely, um, it's definitely part of the, uh, you know, the conversation that you have is. What is he really like? What is the motive behind that person? Are they really trying to help me? And what your point about learning from somebody else's mistake? Yeah, I completely disagree. You know, it, it's very, it's, uh, we've talked about this on the show, definitely. You, you know, you, you, your experience is, is part of your, your growth. And you, as much as you think that you might look at something and say, oh, I'd never do that, you end up doing it and you learn from yeah, it. Yeah. And it's much better uh, experience. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I want to I wanna ask you um, this final question about football. Yeah. Since we, we talked about uh, Bordeaux and, and, and the club, it, you know, how do you, do you think that um, either maybe at some point in the future of your career or, or um, uh, anytime in the near future that you, you know, do you like playing for a... Uh, a, I'm sure you, you've, you've made it very clear that you like playing for this, you know, this type of club. Do you think that you, you know, uh, in the future you would you would like to play for, a, let's say, like a big club, and then you see that there's a different kind of pressure, or do you think that where you are now is part, part, is kind of like the best type of balance between? Do you like the high stakes pressure, or do you think where you are now is the right place? Amazing question, man. Uh, where I am right now is what is best for me. Here, I saved my career. I took the next step. Uh, I brought myself alive, you know, because at one point in my career, I was hating it. And, and this club gave me an opportunity. And uh, I'm paying back and I've paid back already. And, uh, you know, I feel like a part of this is like my family right now, you know, my second family. And, uh, Playing here, of course, Norwegian league is a good league, is a decent league, but it, there are higher leagues where people want to be. And I'm an ambitious guy myself, so I, I'm aiming really high. And uh, I'm being smart. You know, uh, some people, they want to leave. And I don't blame them. You know, each one of us has their own career. Like uh, some guys, you know, after, especially after last season, some guys may never have, even myself, we may mm. never have, uh, will ever achieve what we have achieved. So I totally understand why a person wants to leave and play someone else, whether it's for money or it's for... Uh, just a bigger club in general. Uh, what's best for me is, I think, to play one more season at this league, get experience and prepare myself. I'm just trying to be smart, man. I'm trying to be sober as I can, despite, you know, many people, you know, hyping up around me and uh, it's normal. But, uh, you know, me and my agent, uh, mentor, we just we speak a lot and uh, we came to a conclusion, which was, we, never, we were never in doubt anyway. Uh, we know where we want to be. I really want to play on a higher level. There is no uh, secret about it. And the club does uh, itself never hidden it away. Even in my first contract, it was written that uh, we like this is a stepping stone and we understand uh, because they recognize there are bigger clubs, bigger fishes out there, man, that would want you. For me, it was, uh, of course, I want to play. I want to go back to, I want to go back to England. Man. I want to go back to England and uh, I would love to fulfill my potential, really. Yeah. Thank you for being honest about that. I, I, I think it's nice to talk about the, you know, the reality. It's This is the reality, you know, at the end of the day. There, you know, I'm not going to ask you a question and say, uh, um, do you want to play for this big, amazing club? And you're going to tell me no. 
of course you of course you want to to uh, you know to have that ambition uh it's just sometimes and as you said you know these you know the the place where you are right now you have got this this amazing opportunity to you know to to create and 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 define yourself and to better yourself and call yourself a champion you know which is as you said is is rare you know nowadays especially with the high competitiveness so i thank you for yeah. being honest on 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 that no problem. and uh, what's important ali to realize is that when you're in that environment it's so easy to fall into the comfort zone wow mm, you can yeah. fall there you won't even know man and once you're in the comfort zone the development stops and the goals that you set for yourself man they they're they're even further away than you think so it's very important to remind yourself that man like i'm on the track i cannot like you have to pinch yourself man. you have to say man i'm here this i have to work hard but i gotta take that next step if you want it i mean if you don't want it no problem there are players like here also in norway that's their home i mean i i, I don't live here in general this is not my hometown i came here to play uh because i wanted to save my career i wanted to play and uh my future goals being playing somewhere else, like in England, for example. So this is, I keep reminding myself that uh, all the time because uh, there were clubs in my career, many of them, where I just, you know, I just wanted to belong there. I just wanted to belong there and be called, yeah, oh, he plays football. Oh, for this team. Oh, that's cool. You know, and excuse my French, like, fuck around. This is not who I am, you know. Yes, I was like this. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I, I realized that I love football too much. I love myself. And I want to fulfill, uh, I want to find what's best for me, man. And uh, yeah, I just want no. to fulfill my potential. Simple. That's awesome. Man. That, that, is, that is what we all strive to do. So uh, the path that you're on, it, it's, it's, uh, it's one that is difficult, but it's one that, is, that must be taken. So, yeah. so yeah. once again, thanks for that. Um, no Nikita, we have reached the final the conclusion of the episode and the final final questions and um after all our discussions and everything that we've been through um i, I love asking this question uh, to the guests uh wh why did you accept to come on the show wow what a question i was excited man i was like wow i never given an interview in english not even interview a podcast it's even better for me you know because i can I can freely talk, man. Like I can, uh, there won't be anything ad edited, you know. It's just like it's beautiful, man. It's like because conversation is an art, man. In the end of the day, and podcast showed it to us that this is uh, this is art, man. You know, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to try, man. And I wanted to. Uh, I saw some of your episodes as well, man. I was really impressed, man, because I think you have a lot of potential, man. Honestly, and honestly, being honest. Wow, I enjoyed myself. I swear to God, man. Wow, it was awesome. I can speak for I can speak for hours, man. <laughs> that <laughs> so, is yeah, clear. That is clear. Yeah. yeah, for sure we'll do it again. What I would thank you for that. And and um you kind of I would say touched on this already, but maybe I can ask you directly. But you know, um you know, actually you know, do you seek fame at the highest level as part of your your football career? Do you do you do you seek that type of fame, or or you'd rather be winning silently, you know, w w winning those championships and one day goes, oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's it, you know? Oh yeah, I think I think second. Before when I was growing up, I think being as a kid, you want that fame, 
you want you want yourself being an apostle like we discussed you know being on someone's yeah. room and someone look up to you and say wow this is the guy wow now he's my role model but man these days i became more humble i think you know and uh, more humble and I, i'm uh, i'm underground like i think i'm this kind of person you know like right now i don't know maybe in two years three years i'll become you know seeking for fame but at the moment as i stand i'd rather be quiet you know i think my uh, my work uh, speaks for itself and uh, you know people also can talk trash about you but one thing you cannot take away is uh, what you've uh, what you've earned and what you've accomplished so uh, i'm 26 you know in july i've won uh, an israeli cup i've won uh, norwegian um, championship i've played uh, against milan and san siro man which was just two years ago man i was going to retire you know and for me this uh, when you realize that you're like wow man look how far you've come and um, yeah I've, I've played with many guys i've met many people i'm blessed for the journey i have i would have changed many things but i'm blessed so uh, th- that being said right at the moment i'd rather be you know in that like away from it and just you know just keep grinding and keep accomplishing big things yeah for sure and and don't stop i think is the most important takeaway with with that um, even if you you hit a rough patch, um, okay. Two 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 last questions. Two last questions for you is um, uh, what do you think of the name of the show? Nobody's famous. That's interesting. It's unique, man. Because like, uh, uh, first of all, the name is is unique. It's uh, it stands right, and uh, it also put people into to being humble. You know, a little bit like, hey, man, like calm down a little bit. Uh, and uh, I think the design with it, this purple design, man, is awesome as well. Again, that's what caught my eye as well. When like, uh, shout out to Jad, when he uh, sent me your profile on Instagram, I was like, man, that looks really nice. You know, wow, it's not like this, uh, some individual dude, you know, with like a boring profile. Because man, I've been asked many, many times on daily occasions to do interviews, not podcasts in general, but interviews. Yeah. And man, like, I don't have an answer to many because like, I don't want to waste my time and their time. And uh, like, I just, I just don't, I just don't. But that thing caught my eye, man. It was so interesting, really. And the questions you ask and people you had on were so different and so nice to know, like what uh, each person thinks about. And uh, I got carried away, but yeah. That's yeah, I mean, no, that's, uh, keep going. I mean, that's, that's uh, I, yeah, what that's I found. Yeah, what I found interesting is that the color caught your eye because... Yeah. I think purple is a bit of a harsh. Um, in some ways, it can be harsh to people, like the color. And, and it stood out, man. It stood out for me, you know. And uh, yeah, I, I like it. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for that. It makes me so happy um, yeah. to know that. And and that that's you know we try to do that as much as possible here on the show. And and my final question to you, Nikita, is uh, is do you have a question for me? What's next for you? What do you want? What's next? Direct and to the point. Um, uh, I mean, uh, do you mean like uh, just in general or the podcast or? Well, yeah. Where are you going with this? Like, what, what, yeah. Where do you see this going? Yeah, um, it's it's uh, it's a great question. I think you know my 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 ultimate goal for this, and you know um, where we want to take it is. I want to be able to always create a, a safe space for people to chat about, you know, whether their, their experiences, their, their story, their, their history, their, their experiences to go to, and, you know, they can go to this place and they can chat about these things. 
and to know that they've left the show having you know having grown themselves they can always come back to that their episode and watch it and i know that you know at many respects i don't think the show is where it should be in terms of the viewership in terms of the listenership it should be you know growing a bit more but i know that um, personally for me one of the most important things that i have to do is i can do that do this for me as well you know for me um i'm doing it for me because i enjoy it i enjoy meeting people and with every show that i do you know i just um i learn more i become better and I, that's anyway part of my personality that i like to to learn more and you know i started well i wouldn't say i started this 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 idea was it wasn't even part of the show but i used to write you know uh, it was a blog and and i used to interview and entrepreneurs and, and the interesting people in my life and it did not it wasn't working for me it was not only until my co-founder said that you know you should be interviewing people instead and with that comes the human interaction that i wanted to get that i could not find in writing so so what's next is you know to keep growing and i'm not gonna lie um some of the you know the fans uh, and my you know people who support support me and uh, us you know personally they know this that every day i feel like i want to stop and i want to say like i can't do this anymore it's it's too much to handle and i think those are the moments that uh, that are very bad and very horrible to be in the fact that you go back and you say you know all the stuff that you did you want to stop doing it but i just let it pass and then the next day i i think about it again and and try to keep going which is related to a lot of the questions that i had asked you and i think that's one of the things that i want to work on is to keep growing it and to also you know um go to the next level by you know having bringing the guests back such as yourself you know yeah. for reunion shows um and expanding you know um the message of the show whatever way that it's uh, you know possible either through the merchandise or just coming soon i keep saying it's coming soon yeah. um and uh through round tables listening parties all that type of thing that we can do with with podcasts and connecting with people so yeah it's it's, it's a tough journey still still there's there's so much more to do more than anyone can imagine for you know um the brand but yeah that's that's kind of that's honest i mean uh, that's the most important thing is being honest to yourself and uh, you know being sober about it but like man don't stop i think uh, you, honestly i was amazed how good you are and that being said man like what we just had right now the podcast man i swear it's like a, it's like a good medicine for me you know to like speak out because sometimes i don't feel uh, like i speak enough and uh, that uh, honestly speaking i can speak for hours man about any topic we can go to any direction and as you said man you're trying to uh, give that medicine let's call it to others people to come back to and to you know to remind us so wow you know uh that felt good and it did feel good it feels good right now man speaking to you and uh for sure as you said there is a long way but you got to start somewhere man and uh yeah i just wish you good luck ali honestly man thank you nikita it's, it has been an absolute awesome awesome pleasure to to be chatting with you here on the show and 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 with that you know i'm going to leave it with your you know your amazing words i want to i want to do the outro do you have any any last words that you want to say i hope everyone's so, safe i hope uh, everyone enjoyed this podcast and because uh, i enjoyed myself and 
I really enjoyed myself. I love looking back. And uh, if somebody who is listening, who is was watching, who is going to watch this podcast, can learn something from my story, man. That uh, that that's the whole meaning behind this, you know, podcast as well. You know, what I give to the community, what I give to people, to listeners. Might sound boring, but at the end of the day, that's what matters to me. And uh, I'm honest. So yeah, God bless everyone. And uh, yeah. It's a great message, Nikita. And again, uh, I want to say thank you. It's been an awesome pleasure chatting with you. Um, I'm going to sign us off. So guys, once again, this is the end of the show. It's the Nobody's Famous podcast. And we had an amazing guest with us today, Nikita Haikin, currently the champion of the Norwegian League and ever honest and humble guy. Uh, the brick wall uh, of, of the goal the one and the only. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, my friend, here on the Nobody's Famous Podcast. Make sure you 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 check out Nikita's profile on Instagram, uh, Nikita Haikin, uh, and make sure that you uh, watch the episode on YouTube. You can listen to it on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, all those all those amazing places. Once again, this is Ali signing off for the Nobody's Famous Podcast. We'll catch you on the next one.